Welcome to Former Passion, episode 102. It's been a great summer so far. Thank you to all the new listeners uh, that have joined us uh, for, uh, I mean, I want to say this season, but there really is no seasons of this podcast. We don't really take breaks or anything of that nature. Uh, Never never really going to. Probably should have started out and maybe rethought that, but... uh, you know, it's uh, it is what it is, and we're committed to our schedule. Um, summer's been great, a lot of good shows, uh, a lot of great new music coming out, and uh, that will be coming out on the back half of summer and into fall. Uh, very cool stuff happening within the hardcore punk and metal scenes. Uh, we at the top of these generally give a shout out to uh, our new Patreon subscribers. We had a, a grip of them on the last episode. Uh, no new ones this week, but you can change that and help support this podcast by subscribing to our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash form of passion. We've actually had today's guest on that Patreon feed as well for some, some more discussion-based topics as opposed to an interview. So if you like this episode and you want more of today's guest, you can subscribe to our Patreon. And uh, for $2 a month, you uh, get that additional episode each month on the last Friday of said month um we got some uh some interesting uh stuff coming into the future i i we're gonna have on a guest sometime here before the end of summer that is a, a very different guest uh than we normally have so um be on the on the lookout for that it's a little bit of a hint there um but uh you know until then thank you guys very much for joining us and uh being a part of the forum community Today's guest is, uh, you know, I can say this probably full stop. He's one of my favorite current musicians in general in regards to uh, how much he does the vast array of uh, eclectic kind of projects that he's involved in. Uh, he is uh, an outstanding artist. This is uh, this is kind of a, a modern renaissance man, in my opinion, in, in regards to like how much different stuff he does. Um, he is the type of person that I feel like you could discuss early 80s New York 7 Inches with, as well as progressive metal albums, and he would still have the same acumen uh, for both subjects. Uh, the uh, guest today is the ever-talented Mr. John Gusman. Sir, how are you doing? I'm chilling. That was awesome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also want to say you should subscribe to Ace's podcast for $2 a month because I just spent... 284 on chicken nuggets from Burger King, and I'm not Hell satisfied. Yeah. I wish only I subscri- 284. Yeah, yeah, there's a deal going on. It's eight piece for 284. Eight piece 284. Okay, let me think about this. I, I once did chicken nugget math, and like, <laughs> no, I'm serious. For one time, I was thinking about how much, how many chicken nuggets you got for something like $20, and it was some kind of like exorbitant. Well, let's think about okay. So you spent two eighty four on eight. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm almost eating them at cost if you think about it. All right. Yeah. Well. Okay. For sure. So we're going to divide twenty by two point eight four. Okay. <laughs> Times eight for twenty dollars. Twenty dollars. You could get fifty six nuggets if I'm doing my math correctly. I'm probably not, but I'm, <laughs> that is a lot. That is so many. That's crazy. How do they do that? <laughs> yeah, that's that's a lot. I don't know. It kind of makes you think like how, how much other places are upcharging for chicken nuggets, you know? Well, okay. Well, hold on. I mean, like if, if we're talking like Chick-fil-A, I feel like the quality of nugget is is really, really it's like high there, in my opinion. It's it's artisanal. 
Yeah, yeah. We got our, our artisanal chicken nugget there. You know, um, yeah. the peanut, the peanut oil, and and everything. I mean, but but now what we got to think about is we got to think about how boneless wings are essentially just nuggets, but they're charging way more. Yeah, dude. You know, dude, fast food and like shitty food, like is just so fucked. Like just like everything else is pretty fucked. Like. Like ordering like a side of fries for like five bucks, you know, just just saying that how they're upcharging like boneless wings, which are glorified chicken nuggets. That just made me think about how you got to pay extra for fries now. That's that's some gentrified ass fucking fast food shit, dude. Pissing me dude, off. Dude, the gentrified ass food shit, the fast food shit. The, the 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 one location that I am always like mind blown at how little food I get for how much I'm spending is Shake Shack. Oh yeah, dude. So <laughs> went to one recently. And I got a burger and a seltzer. And I took a picture of the tray and I was like, after tip, which, you know, post code, everything forces you to like fuck tip for anything. It was like 1960. Yeah, that's that's insanity. Insanity. Uh, Unacceptable. Who do they think they are? Yeah. Like, probably the most gentrified ass food I could think of is. A turkey sandwich with like apples and mustard on it mm-hmm. and you get like four chips with it and you're mm-hmm. sitting on like a, a, a <laughs> stool with no back support that's like made of metal oh yeah, yeah. That, that that's 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 how now you know that the, the rent's gone up in in your neighborhood i quite literally just went to a place that that was that like i'm talking bro with not not within the last hour <laughs> what did you get, did you get a, i, you get a I went to a place applesauce apple on there or whatever it's uh, i got a i got a club sandwich from there that of course had like aioli as opposed to you know mayo, mayo. Man, of course <laughs> why you know so it had that and like like red uh red onions uh tomatoes it was on a brioche the turkey oh yeah it was on like uh well it was uh, yeah i guess it was brio- it was brioche it was some hard um, powdered bread <laughs> yeah exactly, exactly. It, like ha- like cuts my mouth a little bit yeah you know, yeah good cut, um yeah it was for sh- and like it was i spent and i i, I but I, and i also got a 25 dollar salad for my girlfriend so you know like definitely had goat cheese in it yeah oh it, <laughs> no, it was no 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 it was spicy tuna so okay. You know, that's pretty dope actually i will say this is a really bomb salad and it's gigantic but still it's... what is this world coming to Burger <laughs> carlson voice yeah yeah i, I want I what want, are they doing out there i want a fucking dinosaur foot chicken nugget yep it's a little zesty from burger king mm-hmm. i want my 90s burger king back to change the formula it's, it's crazy speaking of 90s burger king uh were you were you born in the 90s i was born 93 Okay, so, so, so I, I experienced it, you know. Yeah, you experienced nineties. Okay, from Long Island. Yes. Yes. Okay. What uh, you know, the, the per the the classic, the age old uh, differentiator. Are we? Are we six three one? Are we? Nah. Are we? Uh, what is it? Five one six. Yeah, six three one five one six. Uh, which 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 are you? I'm six three one. Okay, respect. I feel like that's the better one. Yeah, Suff- Suffolk is better. It's just, it's like no denying it. You can like kind of breathe better. You know, Nassau, everything is just so compressed that everyone drives like shit. It's basically like, I guess, like suburban the city, you know? It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's just, you know, it's like, it is like suburbia too, but it's just like, 
if someone just like compressed it like crazy. Um, Suffolk, I, I, I'm actually, I'm like right on the line. I'm like very Western Suffolk. So I'm like, cent- I'm like central Long Island, but um, pretty much right on the line between Suffolk and Nassau. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, that's where I grew. That's where I grew up. Rather, now I'm like North Shore, so I'm I'm North Shore Suffolk. Okay. Okay. So, but you but you're still you're still in the correct location. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I'm 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 still I'm still staying true to the six three one, dude. What uh what you know growing up there ninety three mm-hmm. like, were your parents originally from there like or had they kind of like you know I know with like Long Island like some people it's like they are, like live in the city like moved out that direction to kind of like like get away from the city. Or did they have kind of like deep roots as a family there? So my dad is from Little Neck, Queens, which is like, you know, it's like Queens, but it's like almost like Manhasset, Glen Cove area. So it's like pretty deep Nassau, basically Queens. My mom is from Deer Park, which is the next town over from. It's basically the same town that I grew up in. It's like Dix Hills, Deer Park. I'm like right on the line of there. So my mom, my mom never left Deer Park. My dad is from Little Neck, Queens, moved out to Dix Hills. Um, and then they, and then they got divorced. My dad mm. moved, uh, around same, same area and then shipped out to Greenpoint. So my dad's, okay. my dad's like a city guy. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And like, like, like what kind of, like, did he end up going to Long Island for like work or like kind of like what, what sort of marked his reasoning for going that direction? So I, I like, if I have the story correct, um, my dad, uh, he would go out there for work, but they were going, uh, I think my aunt who married into my dad's side of the family, uh, she's from also from around Deer Park area area. Deer Park has a lot of like townies, you know? So like, I think my, my aunt's side is, is, uh, part of that. So I think my uncle was going to this big church, like the stadium church in, in Deer Park. And thus my dad sort of came there by osmosis and met my mom there. So I think they ended up in that area because of church. And then I think because of what, whatever happened, they ended up like just staying and down the street from that church. But uh, that's, that's where I grew up. But uh, yeah. So I, I guess, you know, I, I've never really fully asked. It's just like my dad kind of ended up there. That's where they met at that church. But my dad lives in Queens and my mom is from there. So kind of what I figured was, it was sort of the, the case. Um, but yeah, I know that's, that's a really cool. convoluted answer, but <laughs> no, no, I, I get it for sure. Yeah when, yeah. when you were kind of like a kid there did like, you know, what do you kind of remember from like your like early years of, of experience, you know, with, with kind of like your family set up? Like, so, you know, so yeah, my, my family is all, you know, born again, Christian, you know, they, you know, the, the, the born agains on Long Island, like it's, it's, it's really crazy cultish, but um, like my family sort of broke away from that. They realized, but they still kind of have that whole thing. My brother mm-hmm. was a skateboarder uh, and kind of, I was like sort of a hardcore kid, you know, in his early teens, he was hanging out with Gian and Lumpy and all them, you know, they were, when they were teenagers um, I guess I'll, 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 I'm, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but um, yeah, I mean, I guess I feel like uh, my, my upbringing is like sort of like really, really uh, sort of like the essence of like pure nostalgia, like Deer Park Avenue had like everything there is to have in like a nostalgic setting. There's fucking Blockbuster. There was mm. Discovery Zone. If people remember oh, wow, that. dude, Discovery like, Zone. Four of every fast food chain. Uh, it, it was actually in the Guinness Book of World Records for um, most fast food chains on one strip. 
I don't Jesus, remember what okay. year, but yeah, it's like all kinds of fast food, McDonald's with the play space. Mm, yes. Like 31 different pizzerias. It's, it was, it was a really, uh, it doesn't look like it, but it was a very, um, is, is, is not, I wouldn't say it was loaded with culture, but it was definitely no shortage of things to do there. You know, if you're a little kid too, especially. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah, know? dude. And you know, it's just, you know, everybody's like half Irish, half Italian. And I feel like, I don't know. I feel like Ita- being Italian just is like, I, I feel like the traditions don't change. So it's just like, there's nostalgia built into it. So I feel like half the town or pretty much all the town was always very nostalgic. There was always Christmas lights up during Christmas. And, you know, it's a very, uh, I feel like I'm, I've never painted this beautiful picture of uh, Deer Park before in my head, but uh, I guess I'm doing it now that you asked, but uh, yeah, no, it, it was um, just kind of just peak, you know, late, 90s early 2000s you know kind of stuff <laughs> you know when uh when you know you were kind of like and i know the exact type of like setup of location because it's like i growing up in the 90s myself kind of remember like remember sort of like the era of this of the blockbuster of the discovery zone of like you know, like yeah. uh, the fast food places with the play place, you know, in them and everything. And when you're like a little kid, it's like, that shit's bomb. Like, oh, yeah, dude, you awesome. know, for sure. You're not thinking about it, it's like gross or like anything like that. That doesn't yeah. really like you, you didn't have a bunch of punks ruin a- any sort of joy for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? That comes later. In life. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the look at me. Come on. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, so during during like you, you kind of like your formative years, you know, what have you. You know, as I know you become a very musical person later was like that something that was like in your like household where your parents or like family of any sort like like into playing music or like were they showing you things yeah so I, I was actually very lucky because you know my my family was always very rich with like creativity uh, on my mom's side my my oldest uncle is uh like a world-class keyboard player, you know, he always played in the church, but he was playing keyboard every day. Like, just like really, you know, uh, just a crazy talent, you know, uh, my uncle Ron, you know, was a sax player. My mom was a singer and my, my, the youngest one, uncle Dave, my uncle Dave, uh, was a key, also a keyboard player. He kind of dabbled in everything. And then on my dad's side of the family, you know, they're, they were all stone people. You know, there's, there's a lot of like art, that goes into that. There's a lot of uh, like, you know, into masonry and like they were fabricating stone and whatnot. Um, and just even just in the, just to have an eye to, to see like the veins in certain stones and the finishes in certain stones, like you de- need to be sort of artistic. You're artistically mm-hmm. inclined. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, my dad lived in Brooklyn in sort of like just before gent- like super gentrified Brooklyn. So like, like artists had moved there because it was cheap, but it wasn't, you know, like no, no turkey sandwiches with apples on them. Well, just, we were talking about earlier. <laughs> just yeah, yet. Uh, but, but uh, so, you know, he actually had a, a girlfriend when he was out there that was, um, would bring me to like art galleries and stuff. And uh, she introduced me to, like the Pixies and all kinds of just like grunge oh, cool. and all kinds of stuff like that. And, you know, my dad, you know, since, you know, he was, he would get us on the weekends. So, uh, at the time, I guess we really loved like Dragon Ball Z and stuff like that. And we go to Blockbuster in, in, in Greenpoint and we'd hand them like Dragon Ball Z VHS. And then like, 
some other anime that was way more graphic and like horrible, like, you know, borderline, you know, squid tentacles and stuff like that. And he didn't know the difference. Yeah. Because he, he, and he didn't know the difference because, you know, he's a a construction worker from Queens. He was like, yeah, it's all the same shit. So like I was getting all kinds of different doses of like, you know, just like, I, I guess culture and like efforts and, like just big efforts and, and creativity and whatnot. So I, I, and I feel like I had a very different upbringing than a lot of people from where I'm from, because it was just very suburban. And, you know, a lot of kids were into sports. A lot of kids were just, you know, just generally like they didn't really do much and honestly still don't really do much, but I, I had a bit different of an experience, you know? Well, I mean, like during this time period, you know, it's like you, you kind of talk about like being the Dragon Ball Z. Like, I, I imagine you and a sibling. You said, yeah, yeah. My my brother uh, also was big. He he's four years older than me, so okay. you know, I think by the time I was really into that, he was kind of onto other things like big skateboarder, super mm-hmm. into you know just the mashi hardcore stuff. Uh, okay, yeah. Is he who ended up showing you hardcore later? So, so yeah, I, I have a couple different experiences. Um, so he, you know, so he was big on, you know, the real Mashi stuff. He was going to like places like tracks and Molly blooms too. And, uh, basically like anything that you would picture lumpy liking back then, my brother was also ah, with, with him also enjoying. I, I see. But my brother also enjoyed like, you know, he just enjoyed like metal and like just general musicianship like me. Um, but I thought that the mosh stuff was really, that's like what local shows were. And that really wasn't super my thing. Like I liked mm-hmm. metal and I liked prog, uh, you know, but by the time I started going to shows, it was actually a boss who uh, used to play drums and rule them all. We went to high school together and he was the one that ended up bringing me to my first show, showing me sort of like, you know, the, the 2010s sort of era that, you know, we really grew up, I in, see. you know? Yeah. So, well, well, so if you get into hardcore then like later like you know you're in high school but you talk about having already been into like metal and prog like yeah. where did that journey kind of start so you know I, I we were big fans of the radio like we used to fall asleep to the radio because me and my brother shared a room mm-hmm. uh yeah I, I guess generally being around skateboarders like being at skate parks and you know that's sort of a, a an exchange of, of that sort of thing you hear things you're like oh that's cool uh skate videos um tony hawks another one uh but also like i said we, we used to listen to the radio a lot and like sort of went you know we had there's this classic rock station uh wbab on mm-hmm. long island that i mean you know every so often in between like van hagar and like pink floyd you get like rush or you get some metallica sure. you know or yep. something like that and like i'd hear that every so often and i'd be like Oh man, I gotta, I got, I got to hear more of that because I heard the spirit of the radio, like the Neil Peart ride beat, and I'm like, mm. damn, I got, I gotta, I gotta get me some more of that. <laughs> um, well, how did you? How old were you when this is happening? So I, I'm, I'm like a preteen, probably at this point. Uh, okay. I'm, um, I honestly maybe, maybe ten or eleven, maybe twelve. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm a, I'm a little fuzzy there. Um, how but, are you finding? Like, if you like hear something you're enjoying, how are you? going about finding it oh yeah yes that's a good question actually so you know sometimes they would like bring it up like on the radio like oh that was spirit of the radio by rush Rush, um my stepdad also i i'll include was a like a really big on music you know he was going to see sabbath and you know uh rolling stones and led zeppelin he's even like psychedelic furs he saw madonna when they were it was like five dollars to see her so sometimes i would ask him stuff you know uh 
sometimes my dad would tell me stuff like my dad told me who Frank Zappa was. Uh, it was kind of just like, yeah, it was just like around. And um, eventually when, you know, like uh, I guess I was able to burn CDs and stuff like my stepdad would help me burn CDs. Uh, a lot of stuff, like I would get the names wrong because I was like a child or like, a, mm-hmm. and, and he would like help me sort of dig through Morpheus or LimeWire and be like, oh, that's the name of that band. Oh, that's, that's Disturbed. Oh, that's The Vines, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like stuff like that. So, you know, I'm, I'm grabbing from a bunch of different places because I, I, I feel like I've sort of ingested so much, I ingested so much like information and over the course of my childhood that it's kind of hard to like, like I have, I have like timeline points, but not, uh, if, if you ask me like what year it was, I might be a little, uh, <laughs> sure. and yeah. what I feel like also when you're like around this age and especially with like, I think with you specifically too, or people like you, where it's like, you're into like so much different stuff. It's like, I feel like people can pinpoint sometimes more when they're like, yeah, I found this and then kind of like tunnel visioned on that. Yeah. Yeah. Like you didn't do that. So it's like all this stuff is coming at you at once kind of, and it's all being consumed at, at once. It's not being put aside to be like checked out later, you know, and everything. So no wonder. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's and, and I, I even have some stuff that I do put to the side because I saw it on like Beavis and Butthead when I was a kid that when I got like WinRAR and like Mediafire, I eventually oh, went yeah, back, you know, I, I went back and I, I started looking like things like Jawbox, which ended up becoming one of my favorite bands, you know, oh, yes. stuff like that. But we'll, 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 we'll get into that. So I guess if, if I really had to like pinpoint, you know, uh, definitely having an older brother helped mm-hmm. having an older brother as a skateboarder size hardcore kid definitely helped having a dad. My dad was also a skateboarder when he was a kid. So a oh, lot of that, cool. yeah, okay. yeah, like, like a concrete wave sort of skateboarder gotcha. you know, having a, but it, it just, it was just around, you know, when, you know, you talk about kind of like, like during this time period, like, like the music that people are showing you and like the background of like, like how they acquired it or how they like found it themselves. Are you like playing instruments at all during this? Yeah. So um, I picked up sa- alto saxophone in like fourth grade. Cause like, I yeah. guess in, in New York, I don't know if, if other States do this, but it's kind of like when you hit fourth grade or like either you have to go like art program or music program, like you need some sort of, I guess, uh, extra, extracurricular or like mm-hmm. extra credit. So I, I wanted to play the bass clarinet cause I thought it looked cool. Oh, yes. And then, um, that wasn't available. So I ended up playing the alto saxophone and I ended up playing alto saxophone until my first semester of college. I was very, I was very good. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. That. Yeah. That was really my introduction. Like that's sort of like being in concert bands and like wind ensembles and jazz bands. It's sort of, it definitely like unknowingly trained my brain to view music like in layers, like I do. Yes. Um, and then I guess when I was, 12 years it was my 12th birthday i i've been asking and asking for a drum set um i i've my my stepdad for my 12th birthday got me this uh basically it's like a rock band drum set that makes like sounds so okay. that's that's what i taught myself to play drums on because you know i just felt it like i needed something else and anytime i saw a drum set that's sort of like my tunnel vision like oh i gotta do that okay <laughs> you know? see. okay i'm gonna i'm now imagining you in regards to alto sax playing the main i guess i don't know riff uh so to speak from the song baker street how, how does that go D- bro yeah hold on are you near a a, a phone or anything i, I definitely like that? know how it is i'm i'm like exhausted so i i might i might just be having a no, no 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 play this you will immediately be like oh fuck 
uh, when when this comes up, you'll know exactly what I'm talking. By George Rafferty, yeah, that's that's the one. Oh, okay, I do know. <laughs> yeah, so it's gonna come in. Did you ever play this? This song? no, but I, I have a, I have a similar story. It's coming in. I was wait for it. I might take a bit to get there. It's a heater track though. It's in like every movie. That's for, why I know it. Yeah, for all the listeners out there. Oh yeah, we're we're coming in hard. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know this fucking, fucking track. Idiot, yeah. <laughs> well, no, people don't know the name of that song. Like, yeah, it's like yeah. it's not like a thing where people were like, "I know that's Baker Street by George Rafferty." Only people like me know. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, uh, if uh, I guess I, I definitely had songs like that that I would play. I mean, I remember I used to run into classrooms and play "Careless Whisper." Oh, uh, have, that's a perfect saxophone. example. Yeah, you know, like I, I was that kid in high school, you know. Uh, well, yeah. What What were you kind of like away from like your like musical kind of like journey? Like, what were you kind of like socially? Oh, I was a fucking movie? asshole. I was just like, like you, you know me, like you know yeah, how I, I do. Am. I do. Know Ima- you. Imagine me, but like not knowing what bad, like what words were bad, and just saying <laughs> them, right, and right. also not caring about anybody's feelings. I was like that person. Okay, you know, so but. You were for, you were fedora gentleman. No, but here's the thing: I, me and my friends were like in betweeners, but like we were okay. funny, so like a lot of people liked us, you know. But we were also kind of nerdy. But we would just do that sure. like when we weren't in school. But we were always on the offense, like making fun of people and you know, and just being like really mean, but like funny about it. And like I, I'll think back to sometimes I'm like, damn, I like really said that to someone. And like after high school. I remember people would be like, yeah, I like wanted to be your friend, but I was just afraid you'd make fun of me. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like not the worst rep to have. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I guess, but, I guess if you're the one making fun, no one's making fun of you. But, but yeah, well, that's the thing is, you know, like I, I actually, I was like a short guy and still am a short guy, but like, yes. I would like, I didn't have my growth spurt until like, I think eighth grade, I was a late bloomer. So I had, I had to like, I needed something, you know? And yeah, I think you're, you're like, <laughs> you're, you're on Napoleon mode. I feel you. I, I had my Napoleon complex, dude. I, I had to defend myself. And I think it's, it's sort of carried in. Like, I, I feel like now I've sort of uh, learned the error of my ways. And like, I have like a conscience. I'm like, oh, maybe I like, I won't say those bad, bad things anymore to people, but I'll still <laughs> make jokes. I'll still be funny. But sure. I'll figure out, you know, so yeah, I was, I was definitely just a really, goofy kid you know and, and, yeah yeah you know and it's like me and my friends were like the rockers you know in, okay, in our of school because like i don't know no one in school knew what suicidal tendencies was but us you know we and like, and you had discovered that by like what 14 yeah so well it's this is actually it's a funny story because um so the first cd i had i i told i told kyle fee that um hmm. the first on his podcast that the first cd i ever bought was Ten Thousand days by tool when hmm. i was 13 or maybe 12 it was like 2000 whenever that came out that that year the first cd i cd i actually bought was inhuman rampage by dragon force oh so. hell yeah let's <laughs> fucking go bro shit is fire anybody yeah. who says different is wrong yeah they're wrong do cry for eternity you fucking kidding me dude so like i i was really into like you know dragon force is actually i i discovered dragon force because my brother found them on myspace and so you got to hear this band mm. do crazy guitar solos from that you know like i guess i i like kind of piggybacking off of the whole like oh i need to hear more of things like rush or whatever not the dragon dragon force is sort of family tree lines away yeah dragon force is rush on like 
like drugs that I don't even know what they are. Yeah, yeah, so. drug drugs that I don't. They, they, they yeah, that can't even name them. Yes. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I, I really, I guess I realized in my like preteens, I, I just loved like musicianship. So like things like Tool and and uh, Dragon Force eventually led to Dream Theater. Like Dream Theater is mm-hmm. one of my all time favorite bands. You know, sp- like, like Smashing Pumpkins in, in sort of a, this weird way because they have a lot of like Rush adjacent stuff. You know. Um, I had a friend who was really into like hardcore and punk from like the historical aspect. So he's like, bro, you got to check out minor threat and you got to check out like gorilla biscuits and bad brains. And, you know, when when you're hearing, you know, fucking, I don't know, uh, Levia Strangiato by rush. And then you hear fucking Ian Mackay just, Oh, you're like, what the fuck is this? So I didn't like it when I, you know, probably ninth and 10th grade, um, it was actually funny that like he, he'd always throw stuff at me. He's like, Oh, you got to check out Fugazi. You got to check out this. And I didn't like any of it. And I just, I guess I didn't have the, I, I didn't have the bridge of understanding yet. The record that actually did was that bridge of understanding when I was, it was like late 10th grade go like mm-hmm. summer going into 11th grade was how I left tomorrow when I can't smile today by uh, tendencies. And then that makes like, sense. it was just like, Oh, pretty so, mute. Cause that's a pretty musical record and their repertoire being the yeah. one third lp something like the third or fourth something like that because it's uh the self-titled then it's uh was it join the army and join then the army. uh ooh, ooh, it's, it's i'm, I'm drawing it's not mind. lights camera revolution right then is it no no i think that that's after or, um, it's, it's it's how will i laugh yeah it might you might be right you know I'm well, okay so i and i could be wrong here there was a time period where they could not perform under the name suicidal tendencies okay and they did the band No Mercy. Uh, yeah, yeah, different yeah. members than the yeah. earlier shit. And then what No Mercy just ended up becoming was the lineup on How Will I Laugh? Yes. And you're correct. It is a third, third LP. Okay. All right. Um, so that so in between Join the Army and How Will I Laugh was the No the No Mercy record widespread bloodshed or, or whatever it's called. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, yeah. I think you might be because because they they like ended up re-recording a lot of that shit too with like definitely like late later members like Eric mm-hmm. Moore playing drums and and whatnot. Yeah. But yes, but but it was like it was funny. It was it was a it was a kind of strange transition because like it was like how will I laugh? And then I think I like discovered that AFI wasn't like uh, just only December Underground, and I started going through that. And then I found oh, my way okay. to like like bad like I it was funny. It was it was. Uh, I think it was in 11th grade. I happened to put on big takeover by bad brains. And that was mm-hmm. just like, that was it. It was over. And it's oh, like, okay, now, now I, now I like everything, you know, it's just yeah. a galaxy brain. You know, I, I just understood all of it. Never, and that was, I think I was, you know, 15 or 16 years old. And ever since then, it's really, if, if anything, I've only added, you know, music to the music. I like, I really, I've really never like strayed from liking Iron Maiden or, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, it's just what have you, you know? Sure. And, uh, you know, you had, had started playing drums a few years before this. Are you playing like with like a band or anything at this time? OK, what's what's the first band? So uh, so the first first band that I ever did had a billion names. And it's like, you know, you know, my my podcast, Penis Music, Penis Music Which, Podcast. Uh, out, outstanding podcast. Big fan <laughs> of, the, of the of the John and when does PM podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was extreme penis music because like we like it's like imagine just like a 15 year old trying to make music with like the the Sheen, you know, remember Sheen from Jimmy Neutron, the episode yes. where he had that brand, like that like kind of knowledge and like 
not being great at your instrument, but being good enough for like high school where it's like, everyone's mm-hmm. like, we should do this and we should do this. And there should be an Egyptian song and a metal song and a this and a red hot chili pepper song. And a, you know, cause we liked like Fishbone also. And like, just like a lot of the funk, which I guess is kind of, it kind of makes sense with like suicidal infectious grooves. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. We kind of just loved everything. And it's like, the band wasn't good, but it, it had a couple names. I'll, I'll, I'll rattle off a couple of them. Mind yeah, you, we were like 13 to 15. when We were making these okay. bands. So I think the first one was the enlightened, and then, not bad. Uh, yeah, not uh, bad. I think one of them was de- delusion, and then, also not bad. Uh, Agony and ecstasy, and it's funny. It's not like a. It's not a typo reference, but uh, it was just my friend coming off like cool words. <laughs> Sounds good. I mean, that's a good one. So far, you're for a high school band. You're doing pretty good. Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess like looking if if anybody, I'm never gonna let anybody like hear these bands because like yeah. you know it's kind of one of those things where like you're in your basement, and you're just like fuck like this is the greatest thing ever listen back like six seven years later like oh <laughs> oh my mom had to I listen mean, to that for high, high school band shit is is an interesting thing i was i was running a show last night and the singer the first game was very young he was like 18 okay he was talking to me about a band that he had done with a few friends years prior and something he mentioned he was like yeah like uh he mentioned like a song he recorded. He goes, you know, he's like the one I recorded or he's like the one that I wrote in my last band. Like, I like that one the best because like, you know, because it's like my mix was the best for that song. And I was like, wait a second, did y'all do different mixes <laughs> for every song on your demo? And he's like, yeah, well, we all wanted different stuff <laughs> for each song that we wrote. So yeah. And I go, that's a pretty high school band thing to do. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's, so it's like things you do in high school that you think are like fire yeah and you go back and you go oh that's hmm, all right yeah this is not not good and honestly it took me a couple tries to actually really like not have that with a band you know because mm-hmm. because uh so that was my first band and that was just penis music just like prog metal whatever we we just liked like pantera metallica but with all these other things kind of sure just whatever it's just typical high school band stuff like this guy yeah. wants this is the metal guy this is my friend who plays bass this i i guess i you know whatever um after that you know around this time is when i you know heard heard how i laugh and started moving into sort of that territory so i wanted to do something just like uh a little more straightforward like punk you know um because at that point i'd sort of mastered the fast beat because i heard whiplash by metallica and i was like all right i gotta play Mm. the fast beat that was really my, my reference and i couldn't do it for a long time but uh, I guess as I turned, you know, 16 into 17, uh, really like, I guess the second half of high school, I had a band called cease to amaze. And that was okay. like, yeah, it was like, uh, it was just like melodic sort of punk stuff. Uh, we would cover minor threat and, you know, just like stuff like that. Uh, it was cool. You know, it was, it was, uh, it was, it was, uh, not obviously it's still very high school band stuff. Cause we would have like slap bass and, and whatnot oh, in there. But <laughs> are you guys like, playing shows? So this is all like kind of like basement stuff. So the the first band was only basement stuff because I was sort of like the guys like we got to go out and play a show because I knew what shows were for my brother. Right. Uh, and I was like, we got to show everybody this music, <laughs> you know, and every, everyone else was kind of like, uh, maybe, maybe not. I, I was the one that was really pushing for it. So then Cease to Amaze was the first band that played shows that, were, that I played shows with. Uh, there was a place, Sinclair's Pub um that in uh babylon that uh my brother's friend put us on like a really funny like metalcore lineup uh that we did not belong on we were just you know we were just but that was also again like what sort of long island that was know, as, popping on long island yeah yeah you know and, and like you know i wasn't really privy to a lot of like the the more melodic like emo stuff 
like like the agent and capital i guess capital is not really emo but like you know what i'm saying just like the more melodic like melodic side of long island yeah yeah yeah. like i like my brother wasn't really in on that like i wasn't really in on it um but yeah so sinclair's pub it was like uh, might have been like here um oh i i actually i i think i we we i jumped over uh a pretty intense uh of my life when i went to my first hardcore show with shows but um oh yeah because you mentioned you said you were well, i think I'm, shows. I'm you're frozen can you hear me oh i can hear you good you hear me now? Yeah, yeah. So I, 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 I knew, knew about the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you were frozen for a second. So, okay. um, but yeah, I, I already knew about shows. Um, it was actually it was a uh, first like month of eleventh grade. A boss actually was in my school district. Went to a different school district uh, for like a year. Uh, that summer he was coming back. So I guess that summer of tenth uh, grade going to eleventh grade, he was like, "Yeah, do you wanna like? I want you to come to a hardcore show with me. Like when I come back to like you know our area. I'm like, oh, cool, all right. Um, and then uh, you know, first second week of eleventh grade starts happening, and he's like, oh, there's a show this weekend, and it was actually it was the Deal with the Devil record release. Uh, oh, sick. Yeah. Okay. So and that oh, was yeah. like you know, Incendiary opened, and then it was like mm-hmm. Incendiary, Naysayer, uh, Cruel Hand, Title Fight backtrack at AM, I guess gig. yeah like I was at VP South but I guess now AMH and that was like the first time I like I really understood like what like oh like oh this is like heavy but it's not like beat down like metalcore stuff it's like mm-hmm. more in line with what I like um this is in what 2009 it was like September 28th or 29th of 2009 or something like okay. that uh something like that so okay. So Abbas had been sending me a lot of like, you know, like Trapped Under Rice and, you know, uh, he did, uh, what else, uh, Trash Talk and like just stuff like that. That was like really popping off at that time. And then uh, he also was sending me like very Abbas music, like Isis and Pelican and uh, uh, fucking, uh, what's this, a band like Torch, Baroness, like all that kind of stuff. Oh, he's he's a doom guy. Oh, he, he no, like he was a real post metal guy in high school. Like he was like, he, okay. he put me onto a lot of that stuff. So again, like very vast wealth of knowledge. I, I think, you know, I guess going to a hardcore show, like, you know, especially when you're that young, it's like kind of intimidating. So I guess like it's like intimidating as a young person, like get involved, you know, like, and just like to really like ask around, like, how do I do this? And especially when you don't have a band. So I think that's when I started Cease to Amaze and we kind of did like weird, whatever weird stuff kind of came our way um, until I kind of eventually worked my way into like the hardcore scene, you know, just like, right really just by going to shows a lot. I, I, I also was sort of at the mercy of like whoever could give me a ride to shows in high school. So like, oh, at least yes. in that time, I don't know if you remember that, that uh, terrible time in, in high school, like, you know, my friends would bail cause they didn't really like going to shows. And then I couldn't, I missed out on shows and you know, my mom wouldn't drive me cause you know, it was far and you know, it's just yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Yeah, for, for sure. I personally with that, it was like, I got into, uh, I went to my like I started playing music when I was 14 but I got in I went to like my first hardcore show when I was 15 mm-hmm. I, and like I feel like I was like driving not terribly far after you know you know that so I was like a little like late to the, the party when it came to like beat like get, like I think my dad drove me to a show like a couple times or something yeah. you know kind yeah. of thing. Um, yeah. he drove me to and what was this this band called the epoxies 
Mm. And it was like, um, there was a lot of people in line for the show talking about against me, but against me wasn't playing. So it was love, that love type of, me. that type of shit was like mid 2000s was like really big in Richmond. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like Gainesville fest type music that makes sense because it was because it was a veil runoff yeah 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 and that's so it was something like like that okay um, and then i got then i got dropped off at a uh, a metalcore show one time to my dad i can remember all the ones i got dropped off at because there wasn't very many of them yeah uh, i got dropped off at a metalcore show with my dad only because i knew the band headlining and what i what i remember distinctly about that one uh um was that one of the guys from Lamb of God was there okay. and everybody in the venue was talking about it. <laughs> yeah, they were all, yeah. And they were like pointing, there was like, they were like, it wasn't like Randy. It was like one of the guitar players and they were like, he's fucking, he's around that like, time. You know, they're like, they're like at their peak. So it's like, Oh, for sure. So people were like, and like, and like, I, you know, one thing I, I will honestly, uh, it might've been their guitar. It might've been Mark, Mark Morton. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to say he wasn't like, I'm, but I'm backstage. He was like, I'm in the pit. Yeah, like, yeah, that's awesome. this show or whatever. So I was like, and I didn't at the time. I didn't think anything of it. And I'm looking back, and I'm like, that's lit. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Just with how big they were then. But uh, so during you know you you make these two amazes, and like you end up kind of playing whatever you know gigs are kind of coming your way, right? Yeah. Uh, do you like? Is it is it just kind of like random any type of gig on Long Island, or do you guys eventually kind of like lean into more of what the type of shows that you would like? gone to so so it's 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 interesting because um so cease to amaze sort of morphed into a, a different band it was sort of like uh me and my friend basically it was me and my friend and then like a guitar player so cease to amaze was me and my friend one guitar player then we started guilty party which was this was senior year this was like maybe a couple months after cease to amaze uh me and my friend different guitar player and then my friend quit so then, and this, this so uh, uh, guilty party played a couple shows, just like Long Island, like back backyard, like we would play some like pop punk shows because guilty party was more like, I guess we were trying to go for like some lifetime, you know, by way of like kids trying to do title fight kind of stuff. Okay, sure. Just like yeah. more like like fast melodic, but like you know some little like maybe pedals and things in there. Um, uh, so. Guilty party lasted until summer of senior year. Cause then my, my friend quit and it was me and the guitar player. And then at this point, there was another band uh, in high school, I guess with, with us that started pretty much at the end of senior year, which was soda bomb, which was sort of like garage rock, you know, they like like burger records and, and oh, all kinds yeah. of stuff like that. Soda bomb is a really good name. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some shit like that. Too. So, so, um, Guilty Party becomes uh, Founders, which is me, guitar player, and then the guitar player of Soda Bomb. Mm -hmm. And then guitar player of Guilty Party quits, and uh, drummer of Soda Bomb just quits. So Taylor uh, of Soda Bomb asked me to join Soda Bomb. So all my bands evaporated, and then it was just me and Taylor in Soda Bomb, which was a two-piece sort of fuzzy, like indie rock sort of band. And that really became like my first, um, I guess... uh, that became my first like really touring band. Uh, Interesting. And so like kind of like far away from like what you yeah uh, yeah <laughs> had intended. Okay. So I was like, and I was like, oh, this kind of sounds like Fugazi or something like that. I can kind of get down with this. I was also just like, I had a license by that point, so I was going to shows a lot more frequently. So um, it was just, 
I, I was living in like, I was kind of walking in a, a bunch of different worlds, but I loved hardcore. I loved all that stuff, but you know, indie rock soda bomb was, you know, we were playing basements all over the Northeast and, okay. you know, eventually that became, you know, uh, playing all of the East coast and Midwest and, um, okay. So soda bomb gets out there. Yeah. Soda bomb gets out there. And honestly, we play a lot of hardcore shows, which is really funny. Like, uh, there was like some like incendiary, like uh show at St. Vitus, like that summer, like show that they would do. Mm-hmm. We ended up opening that. Uh, the, I, I forget what else we always end up in. Like we, we as this is a, this is a pretty uh, crazy one. We played in a, uh, at a Penn state dorm with no friends, which was Aaron's band before Jesus peace. So like, yeah, we, and that okay. show was like insane because like someone got mugged. Uh, one of the band's band like blew up. There was like a billion fights. So like the show was so crazy that they actually had a one year anniversary of the show <laughs> in wild. Philly. Love yeah, that. so it's like we always ended up in like a lot of we, we were very open, open minded. But that was the band that like we really like, you know, I, if anything, I, I feel like I really yeah, made I want to say made a name for myself. But that's really uh, the band that a lot of people. But you cut your teeth. That's kind of yeah, where exactly. you like actually. Yeah. Now, were you singing in that as well? No, no, I was I was just playing drums. Uh, and eventually Richie joined Soda Bomb for a couple of years. And that's when we really okay. started touring. Gotcha. Um, Richie was in Soda Bomb. Uh, Soda Bomb kind of has the inevitable indie rock band end where everyone just, you know, whatever this guy wants to do this because the guy wants to do that band sort of crumbles, whatever. How long was Soda Bomb a band for? Soda Bomb was a band from, well, before me, it was like 2011 to 2016. So I I joined, I joined in 2012. Oh my God. I forgot about detriment. I was in detriment. Oh my God, dude. (laughs) Oh yeah. Okay. (laughs) Detriment. Yeah. yeah, James. Yes. Yes. So So while I was in Soda Bomb, I was in detriment playing shows on the, so I was like, I'm like, I know I was playing shows like hardcore shows. Also, you're out of high school at this point too. So yeah? I'm I'm freshly graduated from high school. Um, playing in Soda Bomb, detriment needed a drummer. I'm also playing in detriment. Uh, that's sort of short lived. I was only in detriment for about a year, but I recorded drums on Stagnation and I recorded half of that World Still Turns EP. Okay, and then pretty much I quit detriment because Soda Bomb was really getting busy. Mm-hmm. Um, Soda Bomb reaches inevitable end. Um, in like 2016, 2016. And that's really where, um, I filled in for a band called witch tripper that okay. eventually becomes DMP, which eventually becomes restless spirit. spirit. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, bro. Okay. Yeah. This from, okay. I remember you being like, I, at one point when you and I first became friends, I remember you being like, I was in a doom band and I remember you telling me it was DMP and, I, and then like, then like restless spirit starts up or like, and I remember being like, I feel like that wasn't the name of the band. Yeah. And, yeah. Okay. All right. So we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. So during this time, you know, what are you doing outside of school? Were you like, did you have kind of like a plan or are you kind of like, I'm just chilling? So I uh, went, I was going to college. So at this point I was, I was going to Suffolk uh, community full-time and I was in bands and uh, I flunked out my first semester. Yeah, uh, it happens. happens yeah. A lot of you know, yeah. Cause I was doing music and I was just like, I was just like, I don't know, was doing music and the music program was like too, super classical. It wasn't really what I wanted to do. Mm. So flunked out of that. I was also taking the bus every day, like, like, 40 minutes to, to school at like seven in the morning. So that was, that was a lot Play, I was playing in bands. Uh, eventually soda bomb got to a point where, you know, we had some bigger indie bands 
that were like, uh, hey, we want to like start putting you, your shit out. And uh, like who? Was, like who's like, oh, so it was uh, the like people from the world is a beautiful place. No oh, yeah, I remember them. It was a broken mm-hmm. world media. Uh, you know, that's, I, I, I was I was unsure about bringing it up because I know there's some controversy there, but uh, we were what, bro- what, with with the world is. Just, just with like Broken World Media, like the whole label. There was, there was a lot that went on there that uh, eventually, I guess, the label sort of uh, is, is de- defunct now. But uh, mm-hmm. so we were on that label. And for me, when you're you know 17 years old and you're like, oh, I'm doing shitty in college and I have an independent record deal. It's like, which would you think you're going to do? You're going to go just do the independent record deal. And of just course. Tour and, you Absolutely. Know, I'm yeah. like, all right, I'll get, I'll get a job. I was doing stonework with my, with my dad. Sure. Um, so oh, yeah. that, and that's probably, you know, uh, late 2012 2013 um and you know basically for a long time i was just working and playing in bands it wasn't until um so so dmp was before they changed the name to wrestle spirit we all lived together in north carolina and uh okay so we gotta get to the north carolina arc at some point yeah yeah so we we lived in uh north carolina together this was so Sodomon breaks up. There's like a month gap where I'm not in a band, which is 2016. So, yeah, breaks so up. the lo- the longest that I've I've haven't been in a band in a long time. Uh, which tripper needs a drummer? Which tripper becomes DMP? DMP really. You know, we we recorded Harvest. We recorded 1922. Uh, we all lived together. We toured. We just did the whole DIY thing. Um, mm-hmm. And then after seven months of living together, like uh, you know, Paul and his fiance were were also for their uh, ex fiance now, but um we're also living there like we want our own space so they moved out of the, the place we were living uh mark sort of also went with them and i was like all right well i guess i'm just going back home so i came back well, home. how did you how had you gotten to north carolina in general it was it was a crazy thing because um uh paul what well, my my roommate I'll, I'll say um her dad was uh living in littleton north carolina and uh where is that's like that's like an hour and a half south of Richmond, like right on the North Carolina the border. Uh, My whole family uh, lives in North Carolina, Carolina yeah. so I'm just like trying to like kind of like do the geography. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So so it's um so yeah, so we live he he was he moved from Bayshore, New York to Littleton because this is my roommate's dad, because he was a a journalist and he was, I guess there was Bigfoot sightings there. So we opened up a cryptozoology museum in Littleton, North Carolina, okay. in this like haunted ass house. And okay. uh, basically, uh, uh, I guess a situation happened where uh, the like Paul and, you know, uh, his ex-fiance had a chance to move. And he's like, well, this band seems to be like, I want to keep doing the band. So do you guys just want to move? You guys kind of hate your lives here. So want to move with us. So we all moved in a trailer in Littleton, North Carolina together. So, Wild. That, so you were just kind of like, you know what? I'm not doing anything. I'll just move to bumfuck North Carolina. Yeah. It was like, I was just working a job, you know, I was like, <laughs> Oh man, I, I, was, I just went from like signing to a pretty dope, almost signing to a pretty dope label to then just like being a normal person. I'm like, damn, I got to get out of here. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I get it. I get it. So, you know, so you're, that, how, you're how old at this point? So at this point I am 22 or 20. No, I turned 23 in, okay. uh, it's kind of a transitional time period anyway. You're like right out of college. It, you know, generally like it, it's like, that's generally when people are right out of college time periods and changes going on. I, I could understand the change of pace. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, it, when I moved back to New York, they were living in Harrisonburg. Um, and I was like, mm. well, I just can't really like 
keep coming down here to do this. And I also decided to go back to school. And at this point, yeah, I think I'm, I'm 23. Uh, maybe no. Yeah. I guess I'm 23 years old. That, that's what I'll say. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, uh, I, I went back to Suffolk. I aced, I aced Suffolk. Uh, and then I transferred to a bigger school and I ended up finishing out my degree. I got my, my BFA in visual arts. Uh, and I, I graduated in 2020. So. When did you, when did this, the art aspect kind of enter your life? Like when so, did you kind of started doing that? So I, I've always been very like just creative. I, I, I was a big doodler in school. Um, and I always draw, like, I mean, I draw anything from like Beavis and Butthead to like Dragon Ball Z to, to Power Rangers to, you know, whatever. I, I just, I was pretty nerdy that way. I just love to like do a lot. So like made up characters and I would do like cartoons here and there. Um, just like little comic strips in my notebooks and whatnot of just like guys shitting their pants and what, whatever it is. Good um, shit, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. So as actually uh, on my SAT, I, um, <laughs> I spent more time drawing on the back of my name tag than I did actually taking the test. And I was just draw- drawing like a big pile of shit. Like with the- <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, okay. so, so it had always been a part of my life, but um, I think around that same time that soda bomb broke up, it was like this band that I really, really put my all into, you know, and I'm, I'm kind of spit out into my, into my early twenties. Uh, I like needed something else. And I started like going to comic book stores a lot. Cause like, I loved comics as a kid. I loved like superheroes. And I think from doing that and sort of having something else to sort of, uh, I guess, sink my teeth into, I was like, I'm the kind of guy that's like, I see something I'm, I like, and I'm like, well, I have to do that now. So I started drawing mm-hmm. comics and in the trailer, when I eventually moved in with them in North Carolina, that's really where I started really like I had nothing else to do. So I just started drawing like a madman gotcha. and, you know, um, that kind of made me realize like, Oh, maybe, maybe I should go back to school. Like I'll go to art school. I don't think I'll ever get a job doing anything with it, but it's like, it's just, I want the knowledge, you know, it's like, right. I'm not like a designer. I'm not like, a, I'm just a, I, I want to know things, so, you know, like I like to educate myself. So it really was the perfect environment, you know? Right. Okay. All right. So, Cause I, I know that enters the frame at some point. And I was curious if it was like, that's always been going on, but it sounds like around 20, 16 ish or so it becomes more of like a serious or 16, 17, I guess, yeah, whatever you yeah. like, you like kind of come back and something becomes more of a serious thing. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you going back to Long Island after having been in North Carolina for how long? Seven months. Okay. So short period of time anyway. Uh, Fever dream. <laughs> yeah. Straight up. I met moving in a trailer in North Carolina. It sounds like it. Um, yeah. So you come back and you know like you're like ah, i can't really do dmp because you know i'm back here they had moved to harrisonburg for yeah, yeah 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 all right uh so you're back there what is kind of the label i mean you know like at that i guess that means you're not in any bands at that point yeah as you know it's actually the, i i like i like that we're starting to put the pieces together because i felt like i was uh I was on a treadmill running like, like crazy when we were trying to name all the parts of my childhood. No, I'm, I'm like, good. Oh. I got this. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, me and Richie, uh, I, even before I guess I, I moved, had been talking about doing sort of like a sub pop kind of rock band, um, you know, sub pop kind of dirty rock, sort of like mm-hmm. dinosaur junior kind of Nirvana, maybe some newer bands like Mets or like piss jeans or something like that. We are going to try and do a band sure. like that, like a two piece sure. sort of band. And um, he'd send me stuff while I was in North Carolina. And then, you know, it's just kind of, I'm like, I'm here and you're there. So whatever. So when I moved home, uh, we started jamming on a lot of those songs 
And, uh, and this is like, this is 27. This is pretty much because I moved back, I guess it was like spring of 2017. So, um, yeah, we started, we started talking back and forth about like what we want to do with the band because we were jamming a little bit. And he, one day he's kind of like, well, I kind of want to do a band that sounds like super touch instead. And then he sent me the riff to So It Stars. And that's really when the idea for, for uh, Rule Them All came Rule to be. Rule Them All comes together. So and we're like, obviously, Andy has to be in the band. So we just got Andy to be in the band. And of we course. wrote uh, the demo, which was the Blueprint for Change, which only real ones really have that one. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, the, sort of the rest is history with that, you know. But uh, yeah, so I guess it's like, like, yeah. Go ahead. So, so yeah, it's like I get home and pretty much... I won't say immediately, but once I'm like really settled in, it's like the beginnings of rule them all pretty much. Uh, it's, it's, it has started, you know? Right. Okay. So 2017 rule them all starts. You're going for super touch. You know, obviously it's like uh, a lot of melodic. I, I stay like post hardcore in the, like the 80 cents yeah. of, of post hardcore. So it's like, you know, your Dag Nasty is, is in there. DC, you know, type, type yeah. stuff, but, but not like weird, like Swizz or like, like beef eater beaters. or something. <laughs> not, like you're not doing that. Like, um, so, you know, you guys doing like melodic hardcore, you know, come in doing that and you put, uh, out, uh, you know, that, that comes out. And, and I feel like it's like, when that comes out, there's some, there's some, there's some attention on it. Um, when that starts up, um, you know, did you guys immediately kind of like pick up where you had left off with soda bomb and start going like on the road and stuff? Or is it like, all right, we're going to make this kind of like a Northeast Long Island thing at first and then just kind of see where it goes. Yeah. I mean, um, I mean, we definitely, it, it took me a long time admittedly to not like resent soda bomb and just sort of be like, well, is a really, is a really just, it was a very formative time in my life. It was like, I mean, a lot of people, we played with a lot of people, bands that were, that are playing Jimmy Kimmel now, like when they were playing basements, you know, like a lot of stuff that like I was there for, you know, uh, that I'll tell you off record and stuff, but I don't feel like, I don't don't, don't feel like name dropping, but, um, but, uh, so it's all about you, man. You can name drop as much as you want. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But, uh, so, um, yeah. So rule them all. Honestly, I feel like there was like a six month, like, or maybe seven, eight month, like lull, like we put it out and people are like, Oh, okay. Like those guys are doing, you know, weird, hardcore, you know, uh, on Long Island, we, we had, we booked our first show, which was about a month or so after uh, the demo came out. I was like, uh, I was, we had like blind justice play. I honestly don't remember the rest of the lineup. I can see the flyer, but um, it was, we, we basically were just like, well, I don't know. If, I don't know who's going to want to play with us. So let's just make like book our own first show and right. uh, see what happens. Um, and you know, like we would get things here and there, like Scanlon would be like, Hey, you know, uh, you want to play with, uh, division of mind at, at, at shakers or something like that. Sure. And then I think we tried to book another show. That was when break, we, we had breakaway. Play oh shakers. yeah. Uh, I remember and, that. Yeah. Okay. That was, that was, that was something for sure. That was supposed to be us y'all free. I think maybe Red Vision from VA was supposed to come too. Yeah, yeah. I, I, then, I, I, uh, the whole thing felt vantage point. Vantage, that's right. That's yeah, they, right. they play. Okay. That's actually when we really became friends. I, th- I feel like yes. we, we talked to you guys, you a, a little bit, but we really mm-hmm. became like really friendly with Vantage Point at that show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was like stuff like that. We kind of just like make our own little things to do. Um, and 
I guess Axe to Grind had had Alex Casey on their show. Mm-hmm. And then Alex Casey talked about, I guess, the current Streets of Hate stuff. Um, I guess he talked about the Rule Them All tapes. And that's when Nick Acosta of New Morality Zine reached out to us and was like, hey, uh, I really like your band. I just heard it from Axe to Grind. So can I put out your, can I like like redo this? I, I want to do like something from like a, I guess he wanted to make the the zine into like a label, which, you know, uh, obviously. He has done. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um. Yeah, it was kind of just like little stuff like that. Um, and then I think it was really, it was Vantage Point and Fixation. We we did a weekend together. Mm-hmm. And that's really where, like, Rule Them All, I feel like, started to get really, really busy. Like, And we sort of established a really good friendship with all those guys. Um, but, yeah, we kind of just, like, we didn't want to do just, like, the, I don't know, the pro-core thing. Like, we're, we're a hardcore band. We're hardcore kids, you know? And, like, we didn't want to, like, we wanted to just be, like, we, we like having lives. We like just, like not having to be out all the time. And it was kind of one of those things that it's just like, just see what happens. And we did a lot of shit from that, you know, like we, we, we've, we've done a, like, it's crazy, you know, like just the amount that like just every weekend it's like, Oh damn, we got to do this. Oh shit. We got to do that. So I guess unintentionally we started, we didn't really tour, but we were a really busy, low commitment band. <laughs> I kind of, yeah. I remember this era y'all doing a lot. I do remember like, a couple years later, y'all do part of like the last backtrack tour. Yep. Um, I feel like y'all, am I, am I wrong? Like, I, I feel like it's at least through the Eastern corridor, y'all were playing around a fair amount. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, pretty much. Yeah. Like Boston, we play a lot. Uh, like, mm-hmm. I feel like it was a lot of like Brooklyn city shows. Definitely. Um, I don't think we got down to Richmond as much as we would have liked to. Yeah, but, I don't think um, so because because I would have been probably the one doing that to be honest. So it's yeah, like, I don't I don't think that I ever really that ever really came to fruition until that last backtrack tour. Yeah, yeah, I, I know that the it was the the lost United Blood or the, la- the, the, oh, the last fuck. we were supposed to play that and then I know yeah. dude, I was talking about, I was talking about that with somebody yesterday <laughs> um, on how like a little a little UB lore. When shows are coming back, I remember going to those guys and being like, let's just run the same lineup. Yeah. <laughs> and for whatever reason, obviously, it would like they would both decide not to do it in general. But I remember they're, they're both being like, nah, let's yeah. do something different. I remember being like, why? Yeah. Like, you know, like, but I, honestly, the, the, the fest that, that you put on, uh, was it last year? That was, that was sick, 20. you know. 20 what year was that i guess 20, maybe 2021 2021 yeah okay so I, i'll talk about it on the main line like that was like cool in concept i think my expectations for it were like a lot higher um but it's okay. always hard getting something off the ground especially something that was kind of like as eclectic as that was it was definitely yeah, yeah. like and like that didn't lose money big ticker didn't lose money or anything but it didn't like make any not like it's about money for me or whatever but i yeah, wanted yeah. it to be like you know like a little more i don't know i i being so used to doing ub i was like oh it'll, that whole thing will carry over but yeah. it was kind of a different thing um i may end up in a future like like sam and i didn't even talk about it like i never even just like I, we didn't even have a conversation where it was like ah let's not do that again it was just we just literally like i think we both kind of telepathically were like difficult let's maybe like pivot (laughs) um but i i may in the future do something similar yeah Um, yeah but that's like a one day type deal um you know so 
but no, that was that was fun. Uh, and 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 everything. And I, you know, had Wrestle Spirit play that for for certain. And and Wrestle Spirit has that started back up at by twenty seventeen or eighteen or no? So so they. I don't think Wrestle Spirit never like broke up like per Heck. se. Yeah, no, yeah. no, they they were you know they were active after I quit the band. They did a couple tours, um, and I, under DMP. I, I guess they they changed the name and they put out Lord of the New Depression that LP. So that that was really mm-hmm. the big name change. The one with the green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, okay. That had a lot of songs um, that we wrote together. That you know they had the the drummer Anthony play play drums on. They recorded it, and you know they 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 kept on a bunch after I left the band. Um, I see. And then, uh, you know, Paul, got, everybody got busy. You know, they were uh, playing in other bands. And um, one day it was like literally like I, I can't even tell you. It was like it's almost like they knew that I was graduating college in December of 2020. Like mm-hmm. they approached me in like November of 2020. It was just like, hey, how's it going, man? <laughs> and I'm like, what's up, guys? I haven't seen you in so long. You know, because like, we all kind of went our separate ways. And right. Um, so, yeah. So, uh so so eventually it kind of they're like hey like would you like I, we have a couple songs would you want to jam and i'm like all right so we like honestly we i mean we jammed uh maybe like january of 2021 or no mm-hmm. do i have that correct well you got to think if they're hitting you up at the end of 2020 that means that it we're in the middle of pandemic yeah so well, well let me just see like the release of blood of the old gods because well the old gods comes out in 2021 yeah i think yeah blood of the old gods uh 2021 i'm pretty sure you are correct um yes. so so yeah so it was like january of 2021 uh they would kind of approach me like oh we have like these songs like if you want to jam we got back to we got in a practice room ran through all the old songs like just like nothing had ever happened and I was just like, oh, shit, you know, this is really this is like still ingrained in my memory. I haven't really lost mm-hmm. the beat. And we, you know, I think Feb, we spent February of 2021 writing Blood of the Old Gods. You know, it's just me and Paul in a room just hacking away at the songs. You know, he would bring in riffs. We'd I'd help put them together pretty much by like June of 2021. Like Blood of the Old Gods was just like complete, you know, like recorded everything. And it happened like so fast, so organically. And uh yeah, we got to the, the really, really, really uh, brought the band to like a really cool place, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so it, it, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, was there like a new breath kind of brought into the band with that record or had like they kind of gradually been bringing the band to like that, like the level that it, it is at before that came out? So, I, I mean, I certainly felt like we all kind of just knew there was just like a new, you know, there was just a new, yeah, a new life in the band. Like there was just new, like new fire, you know? Yeah. Um, it was just like, it was just very exciting, you know, cause there was just like this thing, like, you know, we really tried hard back, you know, when I was in the band and you know, they, they tried really hard afterwards. And, you know, it's, it's just one of those things like, you know, there was a lot of learning to do on, on pretty much with all parties. And I think it was just the perfect time to come back together and write a record. And we just all kind of like really knew it, you know, like it's very yeah. subconscious, just like, yeah, like oh, that song is done in a practice. The first song we wrote was uh, actually "Haunted," which is the last track, and that's mm-hmm. like a nine-minute song. You know, it was yep. like, oh shit, I guess that 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 felt like three minutes. Oh shit, you know, I mean, there must be something really to this. During this time period, like time 2019, 2020 is is rule them all. Like, rule them all is like doing been doing like little releases. 
like here and there, like seven inch. And then uh, there's another one after that. Am I correct or am I wrong on that? So, so there was in 2018 alignment of polarity, which was done through yes. the morality scene. 2019 yes. was uh, Dreams About, which is through Flat Spot. Flat Spot, and yeah. then yes. uh, 2022, we just put out a we put out a split with Killy Riddles. That's right. The Killy Riddles split comes out in 2022. Yeah. Okay, so there's a, a, a little lull in there. Uh, 2019. What are you guys like? You know what? What were you guys doing? Like, you know, we're not 2019. Kind of like, well, I guess so. 2019, and then kind of going into 2020 before lockdown, like. You know, did did you guys have like any kind of plans or was it like you had some stuff set up and then because of lockdown and just everything kind of ceased? I mean, it literally like like lockdown like fucked everything up because 2019, like with Rule Em All, it was like a really, really like steady incline. We were getting all these six shows, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh the single for Dreams About did really, really well. Yeah. Um, to a point where my friends were making fun of us because that's all they saw on Instagram, because as yeah. that goes, being a hardcore kid. Of course. Um you know, it, it was it was really exciting time, and 2020 was shaping up to be like looking like a really sick year. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of like United Blood being one of like the real big climax. Starting, yeah, you, starting you know. off that. I think a lot, that was in the same position. A lot of people were, were feeling that way. Yeah, you know, and like it, it was sick because you know, like we really felt that the band was just going to be an uphill battle, and we found that it just got a little easier towards the end of 2018 into 2019. And Ricky helped us out a lot. Uh, that, that mm-hmm. definitely was a, a big push. We were He's doing good for cru- that. Yeah, yep. crucial chaos, you know, like, like, like NYU. That was, that was, that might be That's right. It was the That's NYU thinking, session. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like there was just a real steady incline. And then 2020, it really was like getting ready to go. Cause we, we had a couple shows that were sick. Um, then the, the gorilla biscuit show at revolution, that was like, that was a huge one for us. That was like, that was really sick. And then, yeah, a couple of weeks later, it's like, (laughs) so what did you do? You know, like, like what, what did you end up doing with yourself when everything stopped? So I was, I was in school still. And um, yeah, I was, uh, I was in school still. And I guess around that time it was about to be midterms or like we had, we, it was spring break. And then they it was ex- like March. Yeah. yeah, they extended spring break. And I remember when I got the email that they extended spring break for like another week and a half because of COVID, I took the best nap of my fucking life. Just like <laughs> knowing there's like nothing I have to do, nowhere I have to yeah. be. I'm like, damn, that was like I'll, I'll never forget like waking up and like hearing the office playing on Netflix, like very lowly in the background. Like that was I, I could wake up and be 80 years old right now when I look in the mirror. Like, that's how good this fucking nap was. Well, let's go, dude. That's awesome. It's I, a little thing. I was I was painting also. I was I was uh because I was mm-hmm. painting for for my midterm project. Um I was doing just a lot of art stuff. Like I felt the pandemic was like very, very productive for me because it's like I was doing pretty much what I do every day, which is sit in my house and draw. So yeah, you know, now I just have to figure out where I'm getting toilet paper, you know. <laughs> exactly. Of course. Well, it's like you so you end up you end up doing more art, you know, yeah. more painting and stuff in yeah, like this time period. For sure. Um, you know, do comics enter the realm during this time period? Yes. I, I had done um I had I had done a one like self-published uh well, I, I had done a couple zines of like my like cartoons. Um, cause I would just like draw a little dumb cartoons, just all kind of slapstick, just like weird, you know, characters. And I, I put it, I, okay. So I'm going to backtrack a little bit. Uh, I, I had made a zine for this matinee show, um, 
Jesus, I, I, every time I tell a story, I remember a new band I was in. <laughs> so uh, it was this matinee show. It was, it was uh, January 26, 2018. It was um, mm-hmm. TOS, which was, that was me. and Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I played drums in that band. It was me, Richie, uh, Faraz, Mike Smith, and uh, Sebastian, pop on vocals. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. then I think The Fight played as well. I don't, there might've been another band, but restraining order headline the, the show. Yeah. And for that show, I wanted to make a cartoon zine. So I made a, uh, just a bunch of like one-off comic strips. I published it into a zine, handed them out for free. Some people gave me some money. I made about two and a half of those. Cause I made like a mini one after like the second one I did. I see. Okay. Kind of took a break from that, like 2019 ish, uh, 2020. I, I had, um, it was, uh, actually, no, I'm, 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 I'm lying. 20, late 2019, I had done a book called The Cosmic Debt, which was 40 yes. page, uh, uh, like cartoon comic book that right. uh, I wrote. I, I, I self published. That was actually uh, my final project for, um, I guess my my uh, portfolio, like my second. Oh, that makes sense. Class. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was really trying to just like you know. Uh, uh, really put my chest out to my teachers by having a big, uh, cause all those pages were 18 by 24 pages. So that took up like an entire wall. Uh, yeah, so I was really trying to flex with that and I ended up publishing it. Um, and just kind of selling it through the pandemic. I mean, the pandemic also squashed out a lot of my convention plans. Cause I was going to be doing like conventions with my, oh, with culture yeah, burgers and, you know, there's a lot of stuff like that. And I, I'm kind of glad that it all happened because, you know, in a lot of ways, I, I think it showed me that like, Oh, I didn't really actually want, all that, all that bad as I, as I thought I did. Cause I eventually mm-hmm. 2021, when I, after, right after I graduated, I really cut the ribbon on Colgen of Burgers press, which was, I made a Patreon for it. Yep. Uh, and I was, I, I did seven books in a year. Uh, three were like a, a, like a full length comic series. It was like three issues. And then I did four like art scenes, very similar to uh, the, the sort of cartoon scenes I did back in 2018. So I was, I did a lot of drawing and I realized like, Oh, I don't want to be a Jack Kirby that bad. (laughs) This is, this is hard. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot. It's a a ton goes into it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, especially if you're like really committed to like making it like look great, it's like, you know, that stuff takes a long fucking time. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's so many different skill sets that like, I was like, oh, I'm going to do it all myself. And I realized like, like, damn, this, I don't really need to, I don't want to do all this myself anymore. I don't need this anymore. I don't, uh, you know, it's like, it's cra- It was crazy. I really put myself through a lot of hurt doing that. Cause I was just like, I put so much stress on myself just from doing like a page, page and a half a day. Uh, Cause I had yeah. like these crazy, de- it was, it was like uh, over like 200 pages that I drew uh, that year. So, <laughs> so during this time you finish up school yeah i'm 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 done with school by 2021 and that's like when i when i did my uh my publishing company that i guess i i still i still have it's just sort of under construction you know it's like when it's like when you need you have something you want to do you can yeah yeah i feel yeah yeah so what did you end up doing after school so after i mean that was like my plan was um my plan was really just uh all right, let's just get my indie press off the ground, you know? And at at that point, you know, I mean, rule them all has kind of of slowed down. We were just kind of taking our time with stuff. Uh, While I'm, while I'm doing all this with um, Colgen of Burgers press, 
Uh, Restless Spirit is getting asked to go on some pretty cool tours. Like we, yeah, we're, you guys are gearing up during this time. Yeah, you know, it was like Black Tusk. Uh, we had yeah. a run with Tombs. Uh, we had a run with Acid Witch. And yeah. I was also working uh, a full time job at a. Uh, actually, no, I'm getting my 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 uh, timelines messed up. But uh, half about halfway through that, uh, I was I started working at a print plant. And I was doing like 12 cool. hour days there. So I was learning a lot, but it was Crazy. just like, so yeah. I was taking on so much. Um, so I was, I was touring, I was trying to get my books done and I was also working a lot. Uh, it kind of seems to be a pattern with me. I don't, I don't know what's why that happens. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like, you know, it's a, it, well, you, you mentioned it earlier where you yeah. are like, you'll see something and you're like, I want to do that. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, well, I'm going to like kind of like zone out on like, on kind of the world until I'm, I'm doing the thing that I've kind of zeroed in on. Yeah. Uh, but then you, but then when you stop and look up, you're like, Oh fuck, I'm doing like a lot of things well, yeah. probably without even noticing it. Yeah. Um, I was talking to uh, Matt Jure. Who, oh yes. Uh, he, yeah. And he, he's, he's, he's another one that kind of just does the same thing. And we kind of just talk like having a discussion about like, yeah, like just, we don't even realize that it happens it's just before you know it. It's like, damn, I have, I have, <laughs> I can't even tell you a plethora of activities to do. Oh, I mean, it's I literally hit him up to. He's gonna like drum for MAD on this run in October. Oh yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. Just, and, and and the reason I hit him up was like, well, one of the people I hit up was him. Was I was like, oh, this guy just does shit. Yeah, like he'll yeah. he'll just he'll he'll most likely he'll just be like, yeah, I'll do it. I don't care. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. Kind of thing. <laughs> and um, he crushes it. So, crushes it every time. Yeah, exactly. So that and I feel like he's he is kind of like that because like you know he was in what old wounds blind justice uh i feel like he plays in like a lot of other shit that i don't oh never again never again um there's other shit he plays in that i don't even like really know about yeah yeah he's, he's in a lot of bands i heard I, I i heard he painted somebody's house i know recently like i, <laughs> I hear random shit about him and i'm like oh, yeah, yeah. That guy even do? and he loves uh, he loves every second of it like i remember we, we, we yeah. were just on this he, he played guitar and dead last for this last uh, oh that's right weekend. fuck yeah and he uh, he's like i'm like oh it's so like what are you doing like for work he goes oh construction i'm like wait what do you think it's like being sort of facetious he goes oh i love it I'm like, yeah, of, of course sense. you love it, dude. Of course you do. You love everything, man. Yeah. Well, uh, so speaking of dead last, when does that that start up? That's been sort of in talks for like the last like seven years. Oh, wow. Um, and I think it was around uh, 2021 that Scanlon finally was just like, let's just try and like, do okay, this. Let's like, just do it. Get, yeah, let's just get, get it together. <laughs> and um, he, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think I spoke about it on the last podcast. He does like so much for us. And it's, it really, it's yeah. been a blast with dead last too. It's like, it's been a fun transition. Like rule of all is still a thing. We're still talking. We're still trying to do, make shit happen. But dead last kind of is really sort of taking the reins for a bit. And it's like, just fun. Nice to just have fun and like, not feel like you have to prove anything to anybody. You know, it's just like, you're not like, Oh, here's this weird thing I'm doing. Just please enjoy it. It's like, no, Oh, everyone like understands it. That. Yeah. It's, it's like, like, everyone it's like understands this, is, it. this is just hardcore. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, so like, um, I was going to the beach with a homie of mine. You might, you might know this dude. Uh, he used to be in Dead Heat, Brandon Van Buskirk. Oh um, yeah, 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 yeah. Awesome. So Brando, Brando. And he was. He, he said that's like one of his favorite new releases was the was like the Dead Last material specifically because he's like, oh man, he's like, I'm just happy to hear like hardcore that isn't like those like leaning leaning more being like or hardcore, but this is very punk. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, it's also just like not like a heavy band. It's just like this is just like hardcore, man. You don't gotta like think too much about what's yeah. going on. 
you know? Yeah. I mean, that, that um, was, that was really our goal. You know, it's like, it's not really, yeah. it's just like a bunch of guys playing hardcore, you know, late eighties, New York. Yeah. You know, it's, it's positive great. Scaling. Yeah. Positive scaling. Yeah. It's, it's cool too. Cause it's just like, yeah. Like, you know, it's cool to see people just two stepping and, you know, going back and doing the back and forth thing. And, you, well, know. you also on that run recently linked up with like what I feel like is like the unit of people that is like really championing. It's almost like a micro scene yeah, yeah, right yeah. now mm-hmm. of like the grand scheme uh, payload, like yeah. that kind of like Richmond DC type stuff, like collateral. Yeah. Like yeah, you, yeah. you are with like uh, there is like that, that world that's like, we're doing uh, what the, which, like where the wild things are comp like uh type you know like we're, yeah, we're doing yeah, that, yeah. you know kind of deal yeah um, man it's awesome <laughs> it is it yeah is it's, it's cool absolutely. to see because it's like it's like you don't have to like like I, there was a point in time especially when rule them all was uh was starting when like anything that wasn't heavy was like old school <laughs> um, well, especially <laughs> i feel like in y'all's area i yeah, feel like yeah that like in New York, not Brooklyn, New York that isn't Brooklyn. Like it was like that, and then like Pennsylvania. I feel like at one point in time was a little bit like that. Ask Northern Jersey, yeah, yeah until yeah. like the Never Again crowd kind of happens, and, and yeah. you know what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like yeah, it's like oh, it's like oh, these guys, these guys are floor punching. Yeah, old <laughs> yeah, it's old school. Like, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm imagining a character of this of this person, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, pretty much uh, everybody from Lindenhurst, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, you guys like y'all? Y'all got any slams? Yeah, like, yeah. You know? yeah. Like, uh, but uh, so you know, you, you do that as well. So essentially, kind of in the contemporary, you've got rule them all at like not active, but not gone, not, not dead yet, <laughs> not dead yet. Okay. Um, yeah, so you got that. You got Dead Last doing it, doing some releases, scheme contracts, the seven inch. Uh, you've got John the movie. So uh, what is what is John the movie? You know, like tell tell people kind of about that. So John the movie is my you know, uh, it's, I, it's my I, I write all the music, I play all the instruments on the recordings. Uh, and I guess it's just, you know, it's, it's kind of like my iPod when I was 15, just like all the sounds mashed together. Um, kind of like my, you know, Frank Zappa, Rob Pollard, sort of just obsessive, prolific, you know, sort of uh, rock band, a lot of odd time signatures, a lot of just like funky musical concepts. Um, it's all kind of cartoony, but it's, it's just like music. I, I cause I remember, uh, you know, I started teaching myself guitar back like when I got home from uh, North Carolina, cause I, I inherited one from a friend and uh, you know, I, I just started writing stuff and it wasn't stuff that like, I felt like, you know, there's that whole other side of me that loves like Prague, like dream theater and rush and tool. And, you know, like, I don't know, like all the seventies Prague, like, like uh fucking camel and, and gentle giant and, mm. you know, stuff like that. Uh, just to name a couple uh, you know, th- I wanted to write stuff like that. I feel like there's a lot of, you know, just, it, it speaks to a lot of parts of my brain, honestly, even like Mr. Bungle and like, you know, faith no more and sure. Mike, yeah. Mike Patton sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, so John, the movie is sort of my attempt at really, uh, it's, it's a lot more an ex- exploration of sounds than it is like really trying to like, 
I don't know, just like nail down like a genre. Cause like I, I, I put out uh, an LP in the beginning of this year, Holy Parking Lot, which is yep. like, it's kind of just like a, a, a lot of dynamics, a lot of moods, but all around really rock music. Um, and then I just put yeah, it out. I feel like it's pretty easy to digest, even if you aren't like a prog person. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's got a lot of odd time stuff, but I, I kind of do it in a way that I feel is like digestible. Uh, I just put out an EP back in June uh, called GTF. And that's a mm-hmm. lot more like, honestly, a lot more like grungy, stonery, you know, fuzzy kind of stuff. It's kind of very like Fu Manchu inspired ish. I, I kind of hear a lot of like, Aside from me singing a lot of like weed eater and, you know, uh, oh, Fu, yeah. Fu Manchu kind of stuff, just like that really sure. thick kind of stuff. There's a lot of Zappa in there too. I mean, Zappa is like my, my number one, you know, it's just like, that makes <laughs> sense. You know, just, just the fact that he's like the original DIY guy, you know, he's super prolific, you know, most of the best musicians on earth have passed through his band, you know? So, but John, the movie is me basically trying to be Frank Zappa is, is uh, I guess what mm. I'm trying to say. Okay. I'm putting out another EP at the end of this year. And then I'm almost done working on a, an LP that I'll probably put out at the end of next year. And that's a lot, gotcha. it's a lot more in the vein of like Melvin's, you know, faith, no more mm. Mr. Bungle kind of stuff. So okay. alt, I guess like all like alt metal, alt metal. Yeah. But yes. yeah. So, so I guess if I really had to put it uh, in, in like a simple, the simplest way I possibly could, it's, it's a, it's a, it's my musical project. It's a lot more about moods and dynamics than it is really about like nailing down a certain sound or genre. I'd agree with you know? that. It's very, yeah. it's my art rock project. I call it yeah. garage prog, you know, <laughs> which is look, it, that's a good, that's a good way to describe it. Like I'm thinking like time when you're talking about with like the Mr. Bungle and the faith no more in the future, I'm like, like alt, alt prog metal. Is yeah. Kind of, yeah. You know, so I, I get like, I get kind of what you're talking about. So one man show, yeah uh, of sports mm-hmm. uh john the movie makes sense yeah um so you're doing that uh when you know during this time period as well it's like you know wrestle spirit is creating like like currently you know kind of getting like more like pretty much at, at right now you've got new music out as of yeah. recently and you yeah. have a new record coming out as well yep yeah um we just put out the single wrestle spirit just put out the, the single marrow which is coming out on crazy our, song. Thank you. Thank you. I love, I, I think that that's like the best song we've written. So I, I, I say that at least once for every record we write, but that song I definitely think is the best one. And what I was think, your, what was, what'd you say that about in the last record? Uh, I think, I think I said that about haunted. I, I might've said it about all of them, but um, I mean, I but, feel uh, like about judgment in exile. Yeah. Ju- judgment's definitely like, it's funny. I, I had a coworker. Um, Spotify really has, has done us like, uh, done wonders for us because I had a coworker at my job on Long Island. It's like, what's the name of your band? I'm like, Wrestle Spirit. He goes, I gotta check that out. And then he texts me like two weeks later. He goes, I know Judgment and Exile. I listen to it all the time. I didn't know that that was you. I, how I listened- did how did that kind of work? Out? Like, like what did just the Spotify algorithm just pick y'all? Or he said he said it comes on after uh, he's done listening to Conan. So <laughs> which makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. It, it, it's like, I, and I've always wondered how like that kind of like gets, cause I have a, we have a few friends bands that don't even like that play less than restless spirit that like, they're like, Oh yeah, it comes up on, ra- they'll see it comes up on radio all the time, but yeah, like, on yeah, Spotify. Yeah. but I don't know how to, how that kind of like ends up being the case. We, we got really lucky. You know, it's, it's kind of like blood of the old gods is one of those records that makes me really like believe in like the universe and like, 
you know, I guess to not sound like a hippie, like positive vibration. Cause we were just like so certain about that record. That I'm like, this is going to get in the hands of a lot of people, you know? Yeah. Um, but you know, just, just, uh, I guess, fast forward to, to promoting this, this new one. <laughs> yes. The new one. Yes. Of course. No, no, so, fast forward. It's, I just was curious about it. That's all. Yeah. 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 So, um, um, yeah, we just put out the single marrow, uh, back, I think last week, um, and it's coming off, off it's the single for a record called after image, which will be out October 6th. We also just put out a sound garden cover. That's part of our label magnetic eye records. That's right. Um, they they do, they're doing a super unknown with, they, they did it already. I'm Jesus Christ. I'm tired. Um, it's uh, part of a super unknown redo and we're on the best of sound garden part of the record. And that features, uh, well, the, the super unknown redo, has uh actually has matt cameron on it which is pretty crazy oh that is uh, crazy. he plays drums on fourth of july with mark yourselli's uh step in doom which is like a throat singy doom project it's really 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 crazy world magnetic eye has you know oh um, i mean I, I went through their like their band camp one time just to kind of see like after like talking with you like one day or something and i was like oh wow like there was some stuff they were putting out that i was like it, i had no idea you know and there's a lot of stuff i didn't know and, yeah, and yeah. like i'm i'm like you know fairly tapped into like that scene too but but admittedly maybe a little more on the heavy psych yeah more yeah on, yeah on, you know on the easy rider you know like yeah uh, yeah riding easy side of things so you know like but but i i like encountering something where i'm like oh here is another well of knowledge that i have not like dove into yet so, yeah yeah it's um, it's definitely a lot of fun it's and it's cool like you know, we, we uh, the the rig- the record was uh, mixed and mastered by uh, John Nunez from Torch, and mm-hmm. um, he, he I can't even tell you, he did such an incredible job on the record. I'm like I'm like I, like I'm li- I'm listening to the record as like a fan. I'm like I, I forget that I I did that. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, it's awesome. You know, and it was uh, the guy uh, John Forrestal uh, Animal Farm. He recorded it. He like engineered the whole thing. That oh, place I've heard good really things cool. about this place. It's yeah, all, the, the yeah. drum regulated drum- their record there. Yeah, yeah, uh, Regulate did. I think Koyo did their record there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm Drug Church, I think, records there a bunch. Because mm-hmm. John Markson, uh, he works there. So okay. uh, he, he works out of there. So, yeah, a lot of great stuff coming out of there. It's like, like a perfect drum room. You know, it's just like, and it's just like, it's one of those places, they kind of just go nuts. They have so many, like, just little toys. So it's, it's a lot of fun if you're, like, a, a engineering nerd, you know. So all, all around, there's just like a lot of different parts going into this record that really make it like something special, you know, and I can't wait for everyone to hear it. There's a lot of really cool surprises. Um, and I think from Marrow, I think the record really carries a really pretty much the same pace the whole way through. So fire. Yeah. Fire. So that's next up for rest of spirit. What's next up for dead last dead last. Uh, I think we're trying to do an LP. We're working on an LP. Um, mm-hmm. We, we just put out uh, three songs on the scheme comp. Yeah, uh, fire scheme tracks. It, yeah, scheme until it's your reality. Um, other than that, yeah, I think well, we we uh, we have I think one little weekend coming up soon that hasn't been announced yet. We've got a bunch oh. of shows in the Northeast. Yes, I am yeah. doing the show for that weekend. Yes, okay, it's gonna be awesome. But yes. yeah, Dead, Dead Last is kind of you know it's another one of those another band where it's just yeah when it, when it gets done it gets done you know we're having fun we have a lot of shows coming up so cool yeah cool <laughs> and then next up for you in the art realm next up for me in the art realm currently uh my studio cauldron of burgers is mm-hmm. uh taking a sort of a, a nap hibernation but i will fill sure. you in and say that i'm i think i'm moving towards the animation route uh, ah, with my beautiful. stuff 
so which it kind of just really requires all of my skills. So Absolutely. I think uh, the, the making just an actual. And you've already started doing some of that too. I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. I, I have. I have made a couple. I made one short, and I've definitely had little bits and pieces of stuff that I put on the internet. But I, I was watching uh, Matt and Trey from you know South Park Studios just just Legends. just being themselves, Gods. you yes. know, just like laughing. I'm like, that's that seems like what I have to do. Uh, you know, so that's, that's kind of really, I'm, but I'm taking my time this time. I'm not like sitting here being like, oh man, I have to, I have to just fucking run myself into the ground. You know, I'm just like, yeah. when, it, when it's done, it's done. And then that's when everyone will hear about it, but that's to fill everybody in or, or, uh, I guess if you don't know who I am, just to tell you, <laughs> uh, that's sort of what I'm up to on the, on the art front. I, I'm doing, I have a lot of paintings coming up as well. I'm, awesome. I'm like planning out. So there will definitely be stuff. I also, there's prospects of a solo show on Long Island, which I'm very excited about. Oh um, yeah. Okay. Currently where I'm at, which is my girlfriend's uh, tattoo shop slash studio. Fuck yeah. Okay. So you do some solo shit there. No, no. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, art show. You're, you're saying. Yeah. 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 It's going to be all. I was about to say, John, the movie you don't play that right now. <laughs> oh no, no, no. I'd be too loud. It's a, the Huntington's a little too yuppie to have that. With, uh, just, yeah. just yet. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So that takes us to, to right now. Is there anything that you want to leave the uh, listenership with before we sign off here? Can I do a recap of all the stuff I put out so far? Yes. All right. So rule them all just because I felt like barely anybody heard it. Put out a split with Kill Your Idols last mm -hmm. year via Flat Spot Records. Go listen. Uh, Dead Last uh, has three songs out on Scheme Comp. Uh, mm -hmm. That is on Spotify. Go listen to that. Yes. Um, we also have a bunch of shows coming up, uh, including this is hardcore in Philly. We'll be playing on August 5th. Uh, rest, of Spirit, rest of spirit has uh, a record after image coming out via magnetic eye records. Uh, the first single for that record marrow is out now. So go on Spotify. That's there. Uh, and John, the movie, which is my, my uh, art rock band. I have an LP out on Spotify and I have an EP out on Spotify that were both put out this year. I have some other stuff from previous years as well, but uh, you can just follow me. If you, if you want to keep up, follow me on Instagram. Uh, it's you, you'll be tagged in the post. For this, so everybody are, are you, you should tag every single one of my bands. I'm going to, I, you, I do. I'm going to. Dope. All right. So Ace is going to tag every single one of my Instagram accounts. Cause there's a lot. Yep. Um, so if, if you want a central hub for all things, John, it's at John M. Gusman. Otherwise, you can tap the picture once when this is posted and go to all my other pages. <laughs> that is correct. Use Everyone, the, uh, I never go ahead. Make a, I was going to make a joke, but if you want to, no, do it. No, I want to hear. I was, it. I was just going to say, like, use my uh, code uh, fuck <laughs> for ten percent off. Yeah, fucking. you put, type in my promo code fuck. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you have to determine how many U's are yeah. in there. P, P H U U. Also, if you get it, if you get it wrong once, it doesn't let you you get the ten percent. So you better guess right. The yeah, first you better get it right the first time. I'm not. I'm not. Oh fucking. yeah. Again, a promo code. Fuck. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh, man. oh, John, wonderful to have you here. Everyone, if you enjoyed this episode, listen to everything John related. And if you want to support Form of Passion, subscribe to our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Forum of Passion. Uh, until next time, everybody, stay safe. Dope.